Hi. What did I send him then? I hope this is what I want. I'm just. I just. Oh shit. Don't look at your email. I didn't. So, how do you know it's on this link? Well, I looked at the email, but I didn't look at the. Oh, right. In fact, I tell you, I saw a name and I was like, well, I don't know who that name is. At the top? Yeah. Oh, that's that's not the person. Oh, it's, right, okay. It's, it, the name was in the... I fuck right. it. I was that close to balls it up because I've kept it secret and I just thought, I don't know how I'm going to balls it up, but I'm going to tell you before the guest comes on. Right. <laughs> I so just today knew... we've got a surprise guest. Well, I don't, it's a surprise for me. I don't know who the guest is. Yeah, and I organised it. When did I organise it? We're definitely on the right link. I don't know what link you sent them. Because the one that was in my Zoom that was for today at nine o'clock was the one that I was on. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter, does it? No, no, just... Well, yeah, I, I, I knew, I just knew it balls up somewhere. I don't know how I did that. Anyway. Yeah, sorry, go weird. Yeah, so I, I, put, I managed to put this guest... Oh, no, my thing's playing up. Fuck, and I've just realised what fucking hat I'm wearing. <laughs> Is this all right? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, look at my wall. Look how bleak no, my wall is. I'm more is. disturbed by the hat. Oh, fuck it. We're quirky. <laughs> we, we, we bring a certain energy, don't we? That's what we do. Yeah, oh, no, but I think they're going to go, oh. I yeah, I saw... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take the hat off. <laughs> Why do you have to walk off to take your hat off? Why have you gone? Oh, you swapped hats. <laughs> yeah, with a pipe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. Um, it's sort of... I, I woke up this morning and think, it's got sort of stressful having a guest. You tell me. You're fucking <laughs> telling me, boy. I don't know who it is. Well, I'm like... Oh, I hope it... I hope. Am I working? Uh, Hello, testing. Yeah. Hello, yeah. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> We're so anxious for everything to be right because we've got a guest. Um, I'm like, oh, I hope you like... I hope you like this person, and I hope that the conversation... I'm just... <laughs> I'm so needy. I, I think I'm going to faint. I can't see... Well, it's... Like, literally anyone, I'd faint, I think. <laughs> well, I also said to Petra, I said... Oh, oh, I, hope... I don't like it, actually. I feel like it needs to be a great... Go on, sorry. Yeah, well, I've sort of... Um, I was sort of hoping that... Well, I still don't quite believe they're going to come on. But I don't know why that Is would... it Bono? <laughs> well, it's not Bono, is it? I have Sting to pop up. <laughs> sting. Well, don't do this, because they'll be like a... If you're sort of aiming for David Beckham, obviously... I'm not aiming... For... I'm not. I'm not aiming... Hello? Hello? Testing. <laughs> Just, Just make... Hello? Hello? <laughs> testing? Hello? We've got testing. a guest. Testing? Testing? <laughs> Bono's coming on. Testing? <laughs> testing? Um, but I, yeah, I can feel... you tell me what 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 they do? No. Well, I've got their Wikipedia page up currently. <laughs> is it big? Is it is it dense? <laughs> is it dense? <laughs> or is there a, a lot of paragraphs? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of paragraphs. Is there? <laughs> is, I is can't. It... I just think it's Peter Andre. <laughs> is it dense? You don't know if I have a dense Wikipedia page, mate. <laughs> So I'm just, uh, what? I, my tummy's going all funny. My tummy's going funny. And I know I'm just suddenly going to see the name Cheryl Baker or whatever. Like, what the fuck? I don't want to do this again. I'm really not enjoying it. It's worse it. for me. Well, it's not great for me because I've set it up and I feel like anything could go wrong and it'd be my fault. You've got to steer this shit. Buddy. I have. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not good as a host. Yeah, you are. No, you come I'm not. Alive. No, I don't. Well, I think I do, but not in a very. I not... think you should have your own chat show, like a quirky <laughs> field chat show. I think I let myself down when I. I, I become... reckon you'd have a seat, and there'd be a coffee table between you and your guests. And you'd wear <laughs> your trainers, and you put your trainers on the coffee table, and. I'd be, like, you, you're working out good. how I would try and turn the format <laughs> upside down like a proper wanker. <laughs> All my guests have to come on and bring a plant. I genuinely, I feel like doing a big shit. <laughs> God, 
God almighty, I can't they, cope with surprises. It's two minutes till the person comes on, oh, I think. I feel a bit... Yeah, I know. I do. What if I faint? <laughs> Just... Well, hopefully we'll capture it. <laughs> it's all about the hits. <laughs> oh, I really want to do a shit. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I can't help it. They come on, he goes, sorry. Well, you'll just have to do it. There. Fuck off. Have they arrived? Morning, Hello, Dermot. <laughs> Hello, oh, Jeff. Dermot. David. How are you? Good, I, I really need a shit, Dermot. <laughs> oh, David, go for a shit. I'm not in a hurry. He's a bit overexcited and nervous. But, and it's but all the thing is, no, David, if you don't go now, then it's just, you're just going to be thinking about it. <laughs> I am. Whilst trying to keep you happy. <laughs> exactly. I don't want you worrying about any of that. <laughs> You've got a lovely cap on. Where are you going? Me? Yeah. I'm going for shit. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Thank you, oh, welcome, Dermot. Oh, yeah, thanks thank for having us, lad. Listen, David, seriously, I'm not in a hurry, so if you really want to go, you should go. Genuinely? Yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> I want those. What to do. I can't go. That's oh. not on. Are you sure? Parkinson never does that. Hey. Parkinson never does that. Parkinson never does that. <laughs> they just hold the roll. They hold it. <laughs> wow, what what a uh, what a pleasure to have you on board. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, well, yeah, can't I can't believe. wait. I want to talk about American. I know you want to talk about TV presenting, but I want to talk about yeah. American football. Yeah, uh, I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. talking about. Until <laughs> <laughs> so the cows come home. You guys are into it now, aren't you? Yeah. But I'm only into it through the computer. No, I am into it. I've been watching the highlights. You can Are talk you about it? this like on air if you want. I don't mind. Yeah, no, well, we, yeah, yeah, I don't. Are we on air now? Yes, yeah, yeah that's all right. Yeah, of course, that's what I did realise when I listened to the podcast is it doesn't really start or finish, does it? <laughs> no, it drags, <laughs> doesn't it? In the loveliest possible way, it meand- you meander into it, which I really like. Yeah. Dermot, Joe's a little bit I'm embarrassed about his, his plastered wall. Oh, don't worry. I've just moved in. We moved in a few okay. months ago, so we're in box again still. Oh, so. yeah. Okay. My, I, I look like I'm going to squat, and I, I, you deserve better. <laughs> no, Joe, you know what you look like? It looks like you're in a lovely, rambling kind of uh, palazzo in Italy. And this is, oh, you're yeah, very call me by your name kind of vibes. Oh, yeah. I wish I'd said that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm just here for a couple of weeks <laughs> exactly. while I'm chilling out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually doing a bit of writing. Yeah, 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 tinkering with an old motorbike. That yeah, exactly. <laughs> you cycle in and, you know, take dominoes God. with the men in the village, that kind my of thing. Oh, God, I love my life. Yeah, you've got a good life. Yeah. I've just realised I've acted with you, Dermot, and you don't remember for the love well, of you. If it's acting, then it'd be, it'd be, a, it'd be a very broad definition for me. And what I remember all, all day I was like, I just want to be his friend in real life. Oh, we spoke about on. this the other day, didn't we? <laughs> what was it, David? It was Derek, the pilot. Oh, yeah, it was so fun. In the the, um, that was at the, uh, 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 like a TA centre, wasn't it? Yeah, um, that's it. That's in, where we filmed it. Smith Cotton's Hampstead, yeah. Yeah. And and you, was, yeah. So that was literally, when, is that when Derek first, that, yeah. that, that was literally, the, the, was that TX or non-TX? That was TX, yeah. Oh, was it? Wow. Yeah. I think, he, I think Ricky won a little award for that. But yeah, it was you and... Uh, Baby Spice. Yeah, it's a Levanta, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, how do I worm my way into there? <laughs> I think we spoke about this for about 15 minutes the other way, the other day. David was going, all the time I was thinking, how do I get over there? Mingle with Dermot O'Leary. We should have just come over. Yeah, the thing is, if you turn up for filming, you sort of know your fair game and you know that it's, you know, no one's taking it. Like... Emma is lovely. She doesn't take herself seriously at all. So, you know, no. you know if, Ricky, if Ricky calls you and says, do you want to do a cameo? You know that, you know, you, you know what the deal is. So, you, yeah. you, you know, the that sort of, sort of person that's going to turn up isn't the sort of person to take himself too seriously. No. Well, you're on Chatterbox now, <laughs> mate. So. <laughs> yeah, why on earth you do <laughs> <laughs> Wow, where do we start with you? Yeah, well, American yeah. football. 
American football. Are yeah. you a big American football fan, Linda? Yeah, weirdly, I grew up in Colchester, which is um, which is about sixty miles northeast of London. And my parents came over from Ireland in nineteen sixty eight, and and sort of so they stayed in London for a while. And uh, so London always sort of felt like home as well. But they moved out to Colchester before I was born, and then we'd come back every two weeks and spend in this kind of weird sort of north west london enclave so it'd be like old ladies and pubs and crisps and coke and sort of it's sort of irish but not irish and really weird uh upbringing but in colchester uh where i grew up I, I loved rugby and i loved american football because all the air bases over there um from the second world war were still going so loads of americans so when when and it's gonna it's, it goes in a bit of a meander this but when um uh when the english uh, teams got banned from europe there was a bit channel four bought the rights for american football so there's this big rise in people oh, watching remember, american football yeah yeah and then that. playing american football so i got into it because because so we got coached by all these american clubs and there was this big national league so i played from the age of about 14 to probably just in my late 20s and then i couldn't i couldn't do Did it you? yeah i you loved played? it how yeah, there's, there's a sort of there's a quite a keen kind of amateur league over here. What play? What position did you play? Well, I, well, I don't want to get, <laughs> get too deep now, lads. Uh, well, I want to see if I understand it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because I'm learning the positions. In my but, head, you're so, a quarterback. But, but there are so many reasons why I like the game. But, but um, so I, I played no quarterback so hard. That's by far and away the worst. But I played quarterback once when everyone else was injured, and I re- it's just awful. Why is it so hard? Is it dangerous? As soon as you get the ball. Everyone wants to kill you, and you've got to make oh decisions. God. So even at that level, like an amateur level, you have to make decisions so quickly. And so either you give the ball to a running back, but that involves a bit of deception because you don't want people to think you're giving the ball to a running back who's going to run right. and try and get as many yards as he can, or yeah. you're going to pass the ball. At which point, you have at least four people who are out to just like just hunt you down and tackle you and hurt you, and you've got. And you've got a myriad of people. Then you're you're looking at your guys going right. You're you're going over there. You're going. I can't throw the ball either. So I was literally <laughs> like, you're the worst. Just everyone <laughs> crap. Crap. But I, so I played receiver or running back. Or I was always quite good, sort of quite fast, but only with the ball in my hand. I was never really like an out and out sprinter. But I was quite jinxy. Surely, as a running back, you get battered. You do. But the thing through. is, you, you're 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 offensive linemen are making a hole for you. So the whole right. point is, so they'll so you'll get a play called. So you'll sit in the huddle and they'll go right. Uh, I know 36 sweep and that means that right I know I know the hole I'm going to is is the six so there's the holes are like two but, so you've got the center in the garden and the tackle so 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 the run of so the, the hole will be like that that's the that's the two hole that's the four hole that's the six hole and then three will be something to do with the tactics or whatever so or, or it could just be arbitrary so I know and another sweep means I'm going around the side so I know that there's a guy so, so that's why it's so intricate. The guard who's next to the center, who's a guy that snaps the ball, he'll, yeah. he'll, they have to be slightly smaller because they've got to be quite agile. So he'll he'll pull, so he'll come around and he'll be my main guy in front of me. So he's sort of punching a hole that I, I can get through. And then and then it's all about burst of speed. So you get through that hole and then you've got to go as quick as you can before I, someone hits you. Do the opposing, t- when you've got your... Your thirty-six were your little yeah. tactics. The opposing team understand that at all, or yeah, they're they guessing. And they're going. They're, they're sort of. I mean, I never played defence, but they're kind of going right. Um, you know, we'll set up like you know their, their coach or, or their captain will go right. We're setting up a I don't know a four-three or something. So because we need bigger guys on the front, or it's a lot more intricate as you get more professional, of course. But um, even at an amateur level, you'd be set up to sort of try and combat that. So if you're playing against somebody who's a really good running back, then all your uh, all your sort of resources, I guess, or you, you make sure your, your best players are kind of marking that player. But the reason why I really like it is in, in you know, America is, is such a, um, we, are, we all know America, it's just, it's, you know, the market's king and, you know, it's kind of money talks and success. And you've got this weirdly sort of anachronistic socialist game in American football because every single player, every single team gets the same amount of money every year. Oh, did right. I? So, oh, I didn't know that. So if you're, you know, if you, and also the worst team get the best draft. So if you are, the, so the oh. Jacksonville, for example, finished worse this year and worse last year. And now they will, because of that, they will, to, to, to even it up, to make it as level as possible, they will then have, unless they trade their draft pick, uh, i.e., or oh, give me one of your good players and I'll give you the first round of the draft, they will get the first round. So they'll be able to pick the best player coming from college, if they can agree terms, they'll pick that player and that player will go and play for Jacksonville. So it's not like Manchester United or Liverpool go, we want to buy you. Um, yeah, that can yeah. happen. We want to buy you. It's, it's like, you know, the best player goes to the worst team. Every so they year. can only, so they can only spend a certain amount. They can only spend a certain not, amount. Only, like, yeah, everyone has to spend the same amount of money. 
Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, we should yeah, do that it, over here. So, That'd be amazing. So it, it, completely. It would, it would it'd make football so much more fair. So yeah. it, it levels everything out, theoretically. But then you get... So but it's all about general management. So you've got to be really good at, at, at contracts. So if you bet five years on a quarterback and go, we're well, going to get this guy because he was amazing in college. And you sign him for, after one year, you then go, well, fuck, it's brilliant. So we'll sign him now on a massive contract. If suddenly he doesn't deliver and he doesn't b- become as great as he, as he once was, you're saddled then with someone who's on a massive wage. Right. You have to pay your quarterback the most money because they're, they're the most important player. Right. And then, so then you can't get rid of, then you can, so it's really hard to get him out. And then you're, and then, so, so a whole sort of, 10, 5, 10 years is built around gambling on one person if they're going to be good enough. So that's why it's so fascinating you know, and, and so such a fair sport in so many ways. And I watched, I'm I watched a lot. Go on, Joe. I was going to say, I watched a lot of um, these documentaries about it and didn't understand any of that. So I sort of want to go back because there's loads on the draft. Yeah. But obviously it's, it's obviously done for American markets. So everyone knows that. So yeah. I was watching these big chunks about the draft and not having a clue why, what the hell that, cause they were saying all that stuff. They were swapping. There was one guy, they, they had the first pick. So they, they swapped like late loads of later picks for the, and I yeah. was like, I don't know why you're doing that. You must would be- go, well, well, the thing is you would go, well, hang on a minute. We can get, so if you've got a good quarterback, you don't need another quarterback. Yeah, exactly. So you yeah. Go, well, in that case, you can have well, you can have I don't know Philadelphia can have our quarterback, or you can have your you can have the first round draft pick. We'll take yours later because there are other more sort of defenders maybe who we you know we can pick up later on down the line because they're not going to be picked up too early. And, and the college, the college football looked That's, like it was mental. It looked like it was a hundred thousand oh, yeah. people yeah. in a stadium to what? So what age are they? Like eighteen. I guess what? they're eighteen to. I guess they. I guess they uh, are university. Year, but they, year. But but they got... are insane, and people keep with. I'm not a massive into, even though it's brilliant. I'm not. I. I, I don't know too much about um, the college game, um, uh, in terms of how it's run. But the, but you get hundreds of thousands of people will turn up to. But some these... like the big eight or whatever it is, and they are. But they're and, small they're, towns, and they're, and they're... That for life. Everyone, it looks like everyone from the town and surrounding towns on a Friday night or whenever, everyone goes there because there's no yeah. other way. The town must be empty because it, in this thing I was watching, it was like this little Midwest town yeah. and it showed the population was like 18,000. Yeah. And then they, they just, they're just panning along and then there's this enormous stadium that's like 85,000 in this middle of nowhere and they just fill it every week. It's brilliant. I mean, American towns. Do uh, you, you guys ever watch Friday? I'll tell you what's a great entry level. It's Friday Night Lights. I don't know if you ever saw it, but it's um, no, it's, it's not. It's wonderful. It's sort of it's 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 a it's a drama about a, a high school football team, but it's but it can go more intricate than college. So you can just get those small towns that live and die on how people do in high school. So that's yeah. that's a local football team essentially. Right. So they can support it. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys saw Mayor of East Town. There was a similar kind of. Um, Yes, I did, yeah. With Kate Winslet, where she was, yeah. the, you know, that generation, of, that was the yeah, yeah. basketball team of that generation, and then those girls 20 years and, later. Yeah, and you're sort of, like, held in high regard forever because they yeah, won and the yeah, state. And, and sort of, but at the same time, kind of crystallised by it, sort of yeah. defined by it, which is, which is quite something when you're that age, I suppose. I mean, I'm very attracted by the... Um, attracted to the helmets and the muscles. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, come on. <laughs> they look, they look good. They talk, they talk yeah, the talk. Ama- it's a party. It's, it looks amazing. Well, America do entertainment. They don't do sport, do they? They do what entertainment. Do Colchester do entertainment? Yeah, because I... Yeah, like no other. <laughs> I have to admit, when you were saying there about no all this... Party like a Colchester gladiator party. <laughs> yeah. You... Have you seen that E17 documentary? I E17 from Colchester. <laughs> well, no, but they did a gig. They they tried to get back together without Tony. Oh, look at this! And they the the document the documentary ends with them at a gig at a Colchester nightclub. Yeah. And Brian says, "Get in there, Colchester," <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to black. <laughs> I you can't get much higher than that. They're back. The mistake there was without Tony. What are they thinking of? I know. Without Tony. But there's my American football helmet from when I played. Oh, wow. that's got some dents in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, you see those documentaries about concussion. I, I sort yeah. of see those and wince because I go, 
I mean, this is a really old rickety. It was like third hand when I got it. When I was yeah, about looks like how, how many injuries are there? Are there like a, a lot of early retirements? Yeah, you don't. It's more your knees that you and your ankles oh. and that sort of stuff, rather than because the padding sort of you know prevents you from getting serious injury. I've been concussed a couple of times, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, there's always things when you play, you always play against one American, and the one American are so good that wherever yeah. you are, well, like you're like, oh, he's over there, he won't be anywhere near me. And before you know it, you've got the ball, and next thing you know, just on your ass, going, how did he get from there well, to here so quickly? And why do I hurt so much now? Well, I was thinking, yeah. when you were saying about all that technical stuff, I was thinking, what is that 11 blokes from Colchester <laughs> going, okay, <laughs> wide right, six into the pocket, okay, Terry, off you go. <laughs> but that's yeah. what I mean. We were coached by Americans, so and from an early age, so we sort of got it from an early age. Whereas, if, if look, put it this way, we were coached by an English guy uh, the first year when I was playing junior level, and we went a whole year. Not only did we not win a game, we didn't <laughs> score a point. And <laughs> so bad. But you kept going, uh, right? Well, yeah, it was actually it was one of the sort of, I know it's going to sound really like quite schmaltzy, but it's actually one of the finding moments of my life that because no one quit and we were about 15. So it's that age where you go, do I really want to be doing this at mm. 15 years old and not, and it's like being humiliated every week. Yes, and, I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like being humiliated, me. turns out. And now I took that into I adult life. I that your quarterback was probably <laughs> a milkman or something. <laughs> and, then, um, and then we, um, and then this American called Doug Kenyon turned up and he just sort of, and we suddenly, we won a Every 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 year, what, we did, he, what did he do? What did he change? Like like you knew he's, what you he were doing. Taught, he just taught us. Here's how you tackle. Here's, he'd make it really basic. So it was always oh, like the mantra what, was always keep it simple, stupid. What qualifications did the English chap who was like coaching you have? Like none, basically. None. <laughs> was he watching like the fridge on Channel Four? <laughs> he was watching Chicago Bears from 1985. Yeah. <laughs> and thought, Hang on a minute. I remember. He swore a lot, and I remember my dad came down once. My dad is not approved, but I remember him, he, he was swearing <laughs> at us, like, to go and F and do this and go and F and do that. My dad, unbeknownst to me, took him aside and told him off for swearing at children. And then, and then it came back to me that, he was, that he'd done that, and I was so embarrassed. My dad sucked yeah. my dad. I went, you can't, you can't do this. You can't come and tell people. And then actually, in retrospect, I just go, well done, Dad, because that, yeah, that was actually a really like yeah, yeah. responsible, the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I said to Joe, I used to have a cricket manager. He used to swear at me and make me cry <laughs> in, the Sus- in the Sussex semi-final. The amount you bring that up from, not good, is it? <laughs> I've got to let that go. Oh, no, um, but that's not good. No, I get why you bring it up, Dave. That's the funny moment of your life. But, like, yeah. it's, it's almost every second or third day. I understand, you. That's right. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah, I know you cried when you were 15, and it, <laughs> and it was embarrassing, but, we, you know, we've got to get on with stuff. Dermot's yeah. on. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. <so> well. <laughs> um, you guys come to do this, then? What was the what was the uh, the origin to chat about? Uh, yeah, good question. Um well, it's because we... That's, we a, that's a great <laughs> Yeah, which we ask ourselves every day. <laughs> Don't pull that, Fred. Yeah, we'll unravel in front of you. We, we, um, we, we write together and have done for yeah. years, and the first hour essentially is us just not working and just talking. And so we decided to um, record it, and sort of a huge part of us wish we hadn't. <laughs> and then you go off and you write for the rest of the day? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's basically. nice. Yeah, yeah. But but what's happened is is um, I I uh, I don't know how to edit. So David spends a massive chunk of the morning editing afterwards. Well, not even it. It's not we don't edit stuff out. But you just have to do lots of stuff, and then um, and then he's exhausted. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it comes back listen, on with a headache. When I listened uh, the other day, uh, to... I hate that you listen to it. <laughs> yeah, <I hate> <laughs> yeah, I'm finding that unnerving, but I'm pretending it's absolutely fine. When I, when I listened to the. Uh, Cricket personal trainer chat. The one thing I thought was, wow, this is really, really like tightly edited. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, edited is not the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we discuss, we discuss quite a lot while we're not going up, we're not getting more popular. <laughs> that, kind of, that kind of drains people, apparently. <laughs> but, Including our guests. Yeah, yeah. But the reason the reason I really wanted to get you on them is like in episode three, we we discussed you for a huge amount of time. I don't know if you heard about how I didn't hear that. No, um, for the best. Because we 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 were like we were talking about like we 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 sort of talked about doing this and how 
what it'd be like, the pressure it would be like to sort of host like a radio show or something like that, where because we have huge chunks where we just go, oh, oh. yeah, it can't be, asked. And you can't, can't be asked, and just go, <laughs> yeah. oh god, how long have we done? And and then we started talking about how how if you were doing it live on radio and, and blah blah blah, you couldn't do that. And then we got on to the X Factor, and David had read somewhere that you. You used to get in your ear like, okay, Dermot, we've got two and a half minutes here. Yeah. And basically, we sort of had a mini breakdown imagining <laughs> having to do that. And and it's sort of become a reoccurring thing that we spoke <laughs> yeah. about. But is that true? You just go, right, get on. You've got a minute and a half before Little Mix come on. Pretty much, yeah. And, so and you, you have... So you, but so don't you feel, like, sick the whole I mean, time? When you when I first started on, on T... This is years ago, on T4... Uh, so this is way back in 1999, yeah, 1998, 1999. Andy Peters, who was in charge of T4 at the time, and everyone thinks of Andy now as the competition guy on um, on, on sort of daytime telly, but he was a really good commissioning editor. And was he, he? Yeah, he was a re- so he was he sort of gave me my first break. Really, he came up with the idea of T4 for Channel Four, which is largely just sort of um, continuity based around kind of hangover TV. And then, but he was responsible. He sort of it was across everything. So he helped buy, get the acquisition. So he helped like buy Dawson's Creek and stuff like that for Channel 4. He was the exec producer on, on, on T4. He was pretty, pretty, um, uh, uh, pretty nifty studio director as well. So he could direct music in the studio. So he'd do live directing. And he made us when we started go on. So you have talked about you, you, you got you in here. Yeah. Your, your, your monitor. Yeah. And that's largely for a producer to guide you through, a big live show. So you either have switch, which is you'll, you'll, they'll speak to you when they're good and ready. But other than that, they leave you alone or you've got open where you hear everything. And Andy insisted that all his presenters had open because, and it made so much sense in retrospect. And, and now I can't work without open talkback, which is you hear five people talking all the time in your what? ears. But what it does do is you, is it, when you're doing a big live show, it preempts you. If something goes wrong, you know, you you're you're five seconds ahead of someone on Switch Talkback because you're hearing stuff going wrong, and you're going, okay, well, they can they can produce me as much as I like, but really, it's up to me to get out of that. And and, and so if you work one camera's down, you know that. I'll give you an example. I came out on oh I did a live fight so on this actor, and this poor kid was supposed to be me, aged eight, and I, I forget we was doing we were doing like a, a sort of a number, and he was supposed to do one. Like he, that's it. he was supposed to say, you're setting the night starts right here. And I go, that's my line, you cheeky little tyke. And I kick him up the bum and he disappears. Some of the sort of Oliver sort of style. And, um, and we'd rehearsed it and he was really nervous. And we came out and the autocue had gone down to the live from the oh start God, of the final. Jesus. And the poor kid looked at me like, like, you're the responsible adult here. You promised me this wouldn't be happening. And now the autocue, and so, you know, he, we got through that, but then there was no autocue for the first pretty much for the first five to ten minutes of the show. So I had to go all on muscle. Well, well hold so, on. Five, ten minutes to feel, and everything's gone down. Yeah. But okay. I knew in my head, because I've rehearsed, and, oh. and, I, and, I, and, you know, and it's not, you know, don't get me wrong, it's not war and peace, but I go in on a, I used to go in on a Wednesday, and, you know, David uh, Badil's brother, Ivor, so I write with Ivor. Right. No, no I don't know, no. So I was a really good, funny writer, you know, he does comedy as well, but he, he's really good like, entertainment writer. So me and Ivor, I... For years, me and I would go in on a Wednesday and largely do what you, what you guys do in terms of like talk for an hour, have some lunch, and then write the script. Yeah. And and so by the time Saturday came around, I, I wouldn't say I knew it off by heart, but because you never want to know it off by heart, because you want to you want to be able to add live around it. And that's what I, and I think an autocue is always there as your guide, not your. You shouldn't be reading it verbatim all the time. You should be using it as a as a kind of like you know a kind of ins and outs and your punctuation, but. Um, you know it well enough that you can play in a sandpit. So luckily, even though it's a live final, the 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 autocue had gone down. But I knew that okay, I know I've got to move over there, intro the judges, I know who's coming on the show, so we can busk all this. And and but you know, by 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 five, ten minutes they were able to kind of like fix the autocue and get it go. But my point is that without that without that, they didn't know there was a problem in my in my ear for three to four of those minutes. So it's so if you don't if you had to sort back, I'd be waiting on them to tell me what to do. Well, I had open and went, well, they don't know. They don't know there's an issue here, so I've just got to deal with it myself. Uh, how many people are watching? Uh, uh, at home? Yeah, because that's, that's the biggest show on TV, so that you're talking like 
12 million or something. Well, then we were still big. Then, then we, yeah, because obviously it tailed off towards the end, but then we were, then we, I think that final was a good six or seven million. But it was more the fact, it's more the fact that it's the five people in your ear. So you've got your producer who's like largely your, your wingman and your wingman. So you're sort of, you're making the show together, like as a live host and or presenter. And, and then you've got your director who's telling you what shots you're on. Then you've got your script supervisor, PA, who's telling you how long you've got left. <laughs> <laughs> this is mental. I don't know if you're going to, at the end of this, you go, I'm absolutely bullshitting you. You are so <laughs> No, we just, it's not live and we just take, take <laughs> ages. Yeah. But you've got someone counting you down. When you're live, you've got someone counting you down at the end. What? So, so they're going, you've got 30 yeah, seconds yeah. left, you've got 20 seconds left, you've got 10 seconds left. So you have to finish talking when they finish, when they finish getting I, I, I can't, can't get I don't know how you do it. Just go, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, yeah. We, we did, we did yeah. a joke one, honestly. And like we, I had to, like David pretended he was going, okay, you and I, and I just like, I, I joked, it was, we sort of joked, but I was like going, I wanted to say, stop, stop talking. Let me just, <laughs> let me just, I've got, yeah. and I've got a minute. I'll look at my watch if right. I need to. There are times though where you do. Sometimes you get a, like someone who's quite overzealous, and you, and you do sort of you end up saying yeah a lot, but you're sort of not saying yeah to the audience or the person you interview. You're saying yeah, yeah to the person, and you're in your ears. So they're going a minute, and you're going yeah. <laughs> no. So, so little mix that like you just had a pop at them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, little mix like we're just telling you when the album's out. <laughs> so when, when X Factor was at its biggest, mm. were you hungry to do the show on a Saturday, or was there a part of you who was like, oh Jesus Christ? Oh no, no, it was so exciting. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's I'd have a panic attack. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was. Don't, don't, I mean, Holly Willoughby was. Holly did the extra factor for a year and she she was she put it so well where where because you've got these massive lights light door like doors that seam dock doors that come back and they're all lit up and for the like you hear the like when we were at our peak you'd hear the the music go and you'd hear the crowd be so loud it was like an amphitheater and you'd hear the da, 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 and and the, the, the door and you're like fuck this is all on me but like and, and Holly put it so well, she's like, she's looking around at the scene doc guys or the lighting guys going, I don't want to do it, you do it, I don't want to do it. Yeah, you, yeah. But those yeah. 30 seconds before you go live are actually the best 30 seconds of the night. That's so it's like it's the it's the it's the breath before the before the leap, you know, it's that moment where you go, Jesus Christ. I just want to be a plumber that you in then, you know. Oh god. Yeah. I genuinely think but you guys I, must have had that with like stand up. You must have been in. But not not that you know. not that everything's on but you. I guess it is the same sort of thing, Joe. Once once you're used to it. Yeah, I guess so. Know. But but I think I think it's it's the idea of juggling lots of balls. Like it, the stuff we do, it's just like one thing. Go on and do this. For and 10 it's for minutes. yourself. Yeah. If you cock up. That's sort yeah. Of, and you know. it's not you're not juggling, but the idea of of things sort of changing and just someone going like. Like this has gone down. When you said camera five's gone down, I'll just go. Well, I'm out. Well, I don't know. Do I? Well, come on. Why and five... to be fair, most of the gigs are like thirty people in a pub. In yeah, and and, and it does go wrong, and you just go. Oh, well, I'm not getting yeah. booked there again. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's interesting. You put you say that because that is the that's the there's a there's look. I'm not. I, I was never. I wanted to be an actor and I wanted to be a comedian. I wasn't good enough to be an actor or funny enough to be a comedian. But there are elements of both of those gigs within the in, within the job you do. So, you know, you've got mm. to be active, and, uh, which is where the sort of comedic thing, arguably, if people find you funny or not, so it's not, not, not the point, but you've got to be reactive when to yeah, people, yeah, yeah. you know, go off the back of that. Um, but the tech, but so and a lot of that you can't really learn. You've either got that or you haven't. But the technicality of it is, is something that's quite, of those like not even the big live shows on this morning you know, i do this morning now on friday it's just two and a half hours of live telly every friday yeah and that is yeah and that's you know you, you are you are gear changing between a lot of different subjects and so that's you know that the, the technicality of that is the, the technicality of the job is a, is a thing that i think not many people and I, and you know when you do the job you can spot that's when people go, oh, they're rubbish on telly i always it annoys me because i'm like no no they're, they're really not you might not like them that's that's a different problem together but I, you know, when you see another live presenter um, that does a big two, two and a half hour live, they're not easy things to do. No. And you've got to be so disciplined. Look, 
You've never said to a guest, I need to go and have a shit <laughs> on this morning. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you haven't. <laughs> I think it would have made the news. I think it'll be... I'm pretty sure you haven't. <laughs> it's my opener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you do the radio, it must be like, a, like an hour off compared yeah. to all this. Radio. The thing about radio, though, I was, you know, I've, I've, so I do radio too, and I've, I've been there a long time now. And it's, radio is interesting because radio, you you get a you get found out a lot quicker as in who you people know who you are what you think what you believe implicitly not like deliberately but 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 people radio is a there's a lot more legal i've got a problem with that i'm a pretty open book like in terms of what i like and what i don't like and and so forth but um and i'm largely quite you know i think empathy and being able to live and let live is sort of a huge part of, of doing live stuff and, and people and, and actually putting yourself out there. So, I mean, empathy and curiosity are the two most important things, I think, in, in radio and, and TV hosting. So, um, uh, but um, radio is interesting because it's actually, it's a, lot, it's a lot more what you don't say than what you do say. I, I remember I went to my first ever, this was like back in the day when Radio 2 had loads of money and they like, they, they took their old school talent out for dinner and I'd started there and I was sort of talking to Radio 1 and Radio 2 at the time. So I started there in my probably early 30s. And, all, and people were going, what are you doing at Radio 2? But I remember Jonathan had gone to Radio 2. So Radio 2 for me, and Jonathan's always been my hero. So, so I was like, well, that's where I want to be, right? Because I can play the music I want to play and... And it took Can a you? Time. Is it your choice? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, right. you, you yeah. Work, you, I think Monday to Friday is a bit different, but but um, but and you work with a music team there, but yeah, but they're but you know, I never play anything I don't want to play, and I sort of give them, you know, so we largely pick our own stuff on the, on a Saturday. There's playlists and stuff, but the guys that work on my show go to playlist anyway, so half the time we've helped to uh, uh, or get on playlist. But um, so I went to this razzy dinner and um, I was sat next to, I mean, you couldn't write this. So I was sat next to Elaine Page and Lulu. And I was like, fucking hell, I've made it, man. <laughs> and Wogan was on the next table. Oh, and, uh, and Wogan was like my hero growing up. And so I, I ended up chatting to him. And um, and uh, we talked a little bit about, we both love rugby. So we talked a little bit about Irish rugby. And, he's, and he was like, oh yeah, you're the new boy. And I, I met him once when I was eight years old. And um, when we went to go and see... Uh, the Wogan show when I was a kid, oh. you know, all, so all this, this yeah. you know, it's a huge moment. And anyway, and he says to me, listen, I won't give you, I won't give you much advice, but I'll just say one thing, never be afraid of the silence. And it totally stuck with me. And it took me ages, ages to not be afraid of the silence. Yeah. Actually, because on air, live on air, the silence can, three seconds can seem like an eternity, but he was yeah. so, and I speak quite fast anyway, but he was such a, he was he was master of that. He was master of brevity. So I think that's the important thing on radio is is actually talk when you want to talk. But you know sometimes some days you just want to let the music do the talking. Some days you got loads to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, just and I love talking to listeners because there's now that all these shows there's now as queer as folk. Doesn't matter who, yeah. what, what you know, it's, what, whether it's radio or television or X Factor or this morning or my radio show or you know. Punters are the best people in the world for for, yeah. for anecdotes and you know finding out what other did you do you, did you ever used to listen to Tommy Boyd on the radio? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, not yeah. religiously, but yeah, caught it. Right, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and Savile was good. He <laughs> 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 was pretty good. Back he had in his the day. downsides, but with people, he was something else. <laughs> What's interesting yeah. about that the whole. And the Savile thing is that obviously did you meet him? No, meet no. Him? Oh no, he no. came on Big Brother once when I was on Big Brother, and he and he. Oh, you did Big Brother, Jesus! Yeah, Christ. and he, he did like a celebrity takeover, and he came in once. But what's interesting about about um, about Savile is obviously no one at the BBC that but that we knew knew or anything. But he had the, like you speak to some of the the engineers now who were at the time very young. Uh, when Savile was there, and now I, I can come into retirement age, and they all say the same thing that there was a sort of a, it was almost a kind of a, an, an aura about him that you didn't want to get too close to him. They, 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 it's, they, they, it's interesting that they, they sort of, it's, I think for them it's quite hard to describe, but they said there, there was never a warmth there. There was always a kind of no. that you always felt, I don't want to get too close to this guy. I don't know why I don't want to get too close to this guy, but I don't want to get too close to this guy. It's yeah. Interesting. God. I don't. I well, how long have you got, Dermot? Oh, I'm here for what quarter of an hour. Yeah, is that right? Um, I forget you did Big Brother as well. 
Jesus. Yeah, I mean, that's the downside. You've done it all. <laughs> I, I know this for a fact because I've got your Wikipedia page open. In front Big, of Big Brother was a lot of fun because Big Brother at the time, like, you look at those shows now and, and like, the, the, the equivalent shows and and not no fault of the people going on them, but they're of a different generation. So they've grown up essentially watching Big Brother. And, and, and so, they, you know, they, they, kids are going into whatever reality show it is, Love Island or whatever. With already with already a couple of hundred thousand Instagram followers and stuff, we had none like Big Brother, none of that. And even the people that came on towards the latter years, when it was a, when it was a bit more knowing, still weren't really like that. They were less, no. like, you know. Were you, I, I, were you, you know, involved in the very early ones? The very uh, we, early. oh well, I remember we were doing T four in the first series, and um, and and I remember us sitting at having a production meeting, and, and Andy going, um, "Listen, we should, you know, this is it's like Channel Four's big new show." Um, we're not sure if it's going to be successful, but we should talk about it though tonight. What do you think? And so we sent our researcher, Sam, to watch it overnight for a night. And she came, she came in just like ashen face and she just went, I don't know if I watched, I don't know if I just watched the worst thing or the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, I've just been up all night watching people talk and sleep and stuff. But she said, but I can't, I sort of can't keep my eyes off it. So I'm, I'm a little bit. And, and so we, we sort of followed it on a weekly basis. And then Andrew Newman, you guys must know Andrew Newman, worked with Sasha, I think. So right. he was head of entertainment at Channel 4 the next year. And he called me up and said, look, I've got this idea about doing a daily show about Big Brother. Um, and I was like, really? Do you think that'll work? Because, I mean, I was, I, was, I, was a, I was a fan. And obviously doing live telly was, was the, the, the most exciting thing uh, and still is. And um, I said, do you think it'll work? And he went, well, let's, let's just, you know, we piloted it. And the first year, it just so and it felt weird because the, the first show it was doing a show about a show. So you just thought, mm. so you, but and it was, but it was so much fun. I still look back at it as some of the, the most fun I've ever had on telly. And, and it was seven years, and you, you felt like you were really part of a family down there. And um, you know, for all the kind of like all Big Brother's been a bit nasty, the contestant welfare was so good. They were so well looked after. Um, uh, you know, and, and so how small well, was that? How small was that building that they lived in? Is it tiny? Well, yes and no. The camera runs, the Warren runs, made it a lot yeah. bigger, like physically. But it was quite tight. I wouldn't be able to do it. It's quite tight. Um, uh, but then they also, everyone that was in it seemed to kind of, didn't seem to struggle with the size of it or the cost of right. it. Uh, um, I had a mate who was a cameraman and he did all yeah. these things. And he said it was, he said it was unbelievably difficult as a, as a cameraman because you're just like, four hours on one spot waiting for someone to come into the like the hallway and so he's got like a he empty hallway for like three and a half hours and you're just like <sighs> i know it was easy. those boys were like they were like the like the u-boat crew of tv they were like, you, know, <laughs> yeah. they were yeah. like you going under <laughs> good luck man and then you'd see him like two days later just yeah, because it was all i remember i remember the bit that blew my mind was when might have been you. I don't know if it was. Maybe it was you, but took us round that, um, the what the 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 corridor that went round the outside of it that all oh, the yeah. staff went down, <clears> and uh, and there was like little windows where the camera was, and you could just see them in the garden and stuff. That really? blew my mind. All that we behind. used to get in so much trouble because as as part of the kind of caveat of people coming on, because quite a lot of quite big famous people wanted to go. I remember Kathy Burke came on because she loved Big Brother. So people would genuinely, it's a lovely thing about it as well. You knew that whoever was coming on your show just loved the show. So yeah. it wasn't like no one came on to promo anything. They just came on because they liked Big Brother. So Kathy came on. I, had, I don't know if it was her that got spotted, but we, but you'd show them around the camera runs. like you, And so you, yeah. and oh, you camera, yeah, yeah. almost like going to see, you know, going to a zoo or something. So because <laughs> you, you would literally, people would just oh my God, there's... Jade or Kate Lawler or Brian Bellow or someone just oh god they're, they're, they're brushing their teeth and they'd just be sort of absolutely if you get too close they could see you through the mirror and I forget who it was but like someone would just like came up really close and went oh my god is that so and so out there and then, like, then you think oh, I'll just hide but of course then they get the whole of the, you know, nothing happens in the house. Then they get the whole of the house and the, the house will come up to the mirror. And you think, oh, did I get away with that? And then you think, no, because there's the whole gallery of people watching right now and yeah. going, why are all the housemates up by that mirror? Who's in there? Dermot's in there. Right. Yeah. The idiot and get him out. So, 
But it was so good to be there and Russell was doing it at the time as well. And well, that, so that relaunched, really that relaunch um, Russell Brand or am I over Oh, you're absolutely right, it did. Because he, he'd sort of been in the wilderness because he obviously was his battle with drink and stuff. Yeah. And then he, that was his first job back. And he, he was incredible, wasn't he? In oh, that, my God. It was that, just, uh, it, what was it? Big Brothers, Big Brothers. Big Mouth, yeah. Big it mouth, was just yeah. like... It's like machine gun dialogue. He was so clever. He was he was, uh, he was brilliant. It was great. Watching. I mean, you have given me an idea for like a Chatterbix brick rather than a Chatterbix. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's just we. So we release a daily episode of this, and then an hour later, <laughs> we talk about it. We, no, someone else talks about it. Yeah. Well, you do. Uh, you up for it? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it's a big old commitment. You might have to. What the younger versions of you? Who are the younger versions of the up and coming scene of you guys? Who, who would you essentially? Who do you want to? Who would you want? I wouldn't be that rude to anyone. Just cover sexy guys. <laughs> Just cover yeah, sexy young guys. guys. Who are the young sexy guys on the scene? Yeah, now? well, I think it's still us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've lost it. If I'm no. So when I first started Radio Two, uh, like, that was almost like. I don't know, 19 years ago or something. And I remember when I first started, they were like, who's the new guy, the young guy? And now 19 years later, they're still like, oh, here's the new guy, the young guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, you get, do you get sent loads of big concept shows? You must see all the big ideas and all that. Yeah, not so much, not so much anymore, cause I think, because when you, do, when you do a show like X Factor, it's quite, um, it's quite, uh, it's quite definitive. So, and actually I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm, I want my, I want to do some more entertainment, but I know when you do a show like that, you just think, well, I'm not doing that anymore. So I want to, do, I want to do something else. Yeah. Which is why, you know, I mean, last year was everything from this morning to a show about pets that I love animals to, I know it's going to sound very partridge, but about, but a second world war documentary that I really like, I love history and I love people in history. So it was about that. Um, so. Do they come I, to you and go, we've, we've, Base this around what you or have they gone, you know what I mean? What will normally happen is a sort of combination of both. So you meet up with people and you're like, I'm lucky enough to, you know, you get meetings and development meetings and then you start to go, well, I'd like to make something like this. And then you kind of help develop the idea and then share the idea. And then you, you know, you hopefully make the idea and not many of them come off, but but every now and again, yeah, you do get, you still get a high concept. And I've, you know, more than that, more than up for the good stuff. I just want to make, good fun work you know well, you, me, yeah. me and david have got an idea about oh, it's, it? <laughs> <laughs> it's called pi- it's now called i see pi- the angle what's it taking it's, a it's called minute? pyramid <laughs> i mean <laughs> do you remember that david <laughs> it's called pyramid <laughs> tell me all about pyramid when you say it out loud the title you kind of lose confidence don't you no i don't i gain I can't remember what the concept. I can't remember. But basically, all I know the main it takes fl- about an hour the main the main problem is it is we had contestants falling through the floor. Yeah, and realised that 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 would be dangerous. So, but but just stick with it. You like, open your mind to pyramid. You've got I can't no, remember what it, it was. <laughs> no, we can't remember. But you'll no, get you'll you'll get an email next couple of days when we remember. <laughs> Well, email is plural. You're going to get bombarded. Now we have your email. I haven't heard back about yeah. Pyramind, Dermot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Armour vibes there, boys. Pyramid, just as a name. It sounds like something yeah. you're taking. Yeah, it's, yeah, we're thinking Saturday night, maybe replacing X Factor with it. Okay. I'll stick it on any day. <laughs> as, as long as they make millions of them. <laughs> I want it to yeah. be the new you guys, when you sit down now and write, will you, what will you write to get today? Will you write, uh, like, oh, well, writing at the moment? Do you do stand up? Do you do, uh, you do sort of material for other people? Are you writing your own ideas? So, what, it, what's. Well, it's always, it's always our own ideas. It's always like sitcoms, basically. Okay. We, um, no, but we, like, will someone else send you a script and go, oh, do us a favour, you two polish this up for me, will you? No, it's usually, it's usually our own ideas, but we, we are writing something which is a, a remake of a, um, an old Australian show that a, a company bought the rights for, and then they said, do you want to 
you want to write this for us? So they've they've attached a fantastic name to it. Yeah, in so, the centre of it. So yeah, so we're writing this. It's funny, or is it like? Oh, because all I'm getting in my head, I've got sons and daughters, or flying doctors. You flying doctors. Flying I remember flying doctors. I remember. We need to do an episode on the Sullivan. <laughs> I love the Sullivan. <laughs> well, you, you know, this is a regular thing, Dermot. This is what, <laughs> this is this is. Put me in for we, Su- put me in for Sullivan Cast. Yeah, yeah, Sullivan Tuesdays for the next. That's, we, let's let's say three months to begin with and see how you get on. <laughs> see how we get on. <laughs> Sullivan's was always Sullivan's was always when you were ill. You're out. It's like Pebble Mill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Old, oh, we've only, done an episode on Pebble Mill. Dave, actually, as it goes. <laughs> the only reason I know Ackerbilt was was because <laughs> when you were ill, you were allowed to watch Pebble Mill. Ackerbilt was always on Pebble Mill. Yeah, it sort of made you. Made you feel sick when you thought about it, though, because you only yeah. ever felt exactly. ill when you watched it. Yeah. The only time I was ever allowed LucasAid and chicken soup. Dermot, before we go, I, I feel like we need to ask you some questions on how to be better. Yeah, 150%. You've heard some So you've stuff. seen our technique. Yeah, yeah. And be brutal. Be brutal. Because you, you would have heard the episode and gone, probably gone, oh, that's quirky, but, you know, that dragged. Because <laughs> um, um, I'm fed up. Yeah, with being slightly sh- left field, I want to be properly. Yeah, uh, we we don't want to I be mean, niche because niche means yeah, it annoys a lot of people. Yeah, no, I mean it niche means like uh, people that like it listen, and people that don't like it don't listen. Yeah, sure. but we well, you know that you know that ninety nine point nine percent of the other people that don't listen. How do we get them? <laughs> how do, how do we rock it up the charts? <laughs> And I, I'm absolutely serious because I'm I'm fed up with being in forty second place or thirty second bloody place. Yeah. I so, want to be up there with the shag married annoyeds and the off menus. I want to be bumping them. How do you? Okay, we're I tired mean, a lot, by the way, so that doesn't help. Listen, uh, but there's no structure to it at all, is there? No, 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 that's no, the beauty no. Of it. no. That is that is the problem with it. Is what the the. Well, no, I, 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 well, I think you both hit the nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> and we sort of don't get on. Does that help? <laughs> we have a deep-rooted hatred for each other, <laughs> and that sometimes spills over. <laughs> We're fed up with each other, and we can't bear the sight of each other. Does that is that a problem? <laughs> that's all right. A little bit of confidence. I've got to go. Like, okay, I'm first stuck. The theme tune lasts an awful long time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that. I always. Yeah, yeah but not, I haven't had the guts to tell him because <laughs> he's quite defensive about musicy stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's like yeah. it was like the Rockford Files. It went on, on, on. on, on. <laughs> And yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. enough, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, you haven't, I'm not as yeah. out at the end of it, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you like, start with a lot. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of uh, Chatter. Yeah. Today we're going to yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about X, Y, and Z. Oh, you'd have to uh, do it like that. But yeah. like, would you I consider a menu or anything like that about this is what's on the show? Or I'll do, I'll do anything you tell us to do, genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> Right. What do you do? <laughs> top of top of your show. I'm going to write do this do? down. I'm genuinely right. Right. No. You're going live in three. Dermot. Bang. Uh, Don't hello, try not well, to swear. Welcome to today's Chatterbix. Whoa! Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You speak. Am I meant to write this down? <laughs> if you're. <laughs> whoa! 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 Putting baby in the corner. Time for any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, welcome, welcome to the show, did you say? Yeah, so okay, welcome, welcome to the show. What's coming up? Uh, you know, give what's coming up? Oh, yeah, wow. I'll listen to what it. about if you don't know what's coming up? Wins a cricket, I'll listen to a bit that later. Yeah, fancy some of that, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. this is good stuff. Yeah. Okay, yep, yeah. what's do coming up? Do they do up? that on Chris Moyles? Does he do that? I don't know. No. Yeah, but well, we'll... No. But I tell you, if you do like... I was listening the other day about cricket. You should get Greg James on to talk about it. Greg James would explain cricket to Joe really, really well. Great well, James. We've got Graham Swan coming on. Oh, he's very good. <laughs> and he's a cricketer. Yeah, yeah. well done. Well done yeah. <laughs> Do you know who Jimmy yeah. Anderson is, Dermot? I can't believe you didn't. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> it's not like it's not. It's not. He's not an obscure cricketer. He's like one no. of the bowlers of all time. Oh yeah, yeah well, I had this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Google Jimmy Anderson. I'll put that down. Greg James, do you reckon he'd come on? 
Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. He loves us. Oh. We should start a WhatsApp okay, group, the four of us. No, I don't. <laughs> don't underestimate. Don't underestimate your popularity. Uh, no, forty second in the charts doesn't say. Hey, uh, write that down, Joe. What our popularity? Okay. Don't underestimate. Don't underestimate <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> don't under. Should we mention that? And yet. No. <laughs> yeah. Today we would not be that's underestimating. Yes, that's fifty-eight people less popular than you. That's important. Yeah. Yeah, didn't think of that. Always looking yeah. up rather than down. It's just yeah. Up. yeah. Yeah. Give me some of that. Give me some of that Wilco Cup half fullness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I can be positive, so I will be more positive. <laughs> <laughs> this is all good stuff. How do you look like you fish? Pardon? You fish? Uh, no, I but fish. Oh. I fish. I computer fish. <laughs> don't tell him I that. F- no, all right. Uh, I'll email you afterwards. <laughs> I don't fish, fish but I bought my dad a load of fishing stuff, and they gave me a free hat. Nice and hat. My, I think my... you should go go just go mackereling off off the south coast or something. I think you'd really all enjoy right, it. Go mackereling. I I, <laughs> I was I bought this computer fishing game last week. And I didn't realise my other other people playing it were around the lake. Oh. So, I, so I just kept walking up to them and saying, hey, how you doing? And they all just kept disappearing going offline. So you're annoying online? <laughs> Rather than just on podcasts? I, but I did make friends with something called Football Beast. <laughs> and we caught some fish together. And yeah, like, anyway. They just think like... What's frightening is that'll stay in. (laughs) (laughs) That won't be edited out, Dermot. (laughs) Oh, well. Well, Well, look, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much. It's great. What are you doing tomorrow? (laughs) No, too much. Fine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you, Dermot. Thank you, Dermot. What, are you, what are you doing now? Not that you need to fucking <laughs> promote anything on this shit. Well, I'm actually quite excited because so I've, um, I've written five kids' books now about my cat. And, uh, Have you? Yeah, my cat's, got, my cat's blind. She's in the room, but she's not. But she's, um, we realised really early doors she's got these incredible reactions. So she's, um, she's been blind since birth. She's got like 10% vision. So we started turning her into a little ninja. And so I started creating this idea around her... Um, Around uh, the fact that she's a, essentially a, a member of an ancient order of international ninja cats, that um, but, uh, an animal. So her boss is Larry, the Ten Downing Street cat. So she's his deputy. So it's about her. Um, and uh, anyway, I've finished. I've done five, and then I sort of had, a, I had another book on my deal with my publisher, and they said, "Look, do you fancy doing another total or something different?" And I had this idea about kind of the same idea about sort of anthropomorph- uh, anthropomorphizing sort of animals in. in uh, and I love love my history, so I'm writing a, um, a a book about a swift that comes over in the Second World War to fight in the Battle of Britain from Africa. Are you doing this on your Todd? Yeah, yeah. At your desk. How do you find that writing on your own? As long as I get my chapter plan sorted, I'm fine. The, the hardest bit is the start, um, just yeah. with my arc, and after that, then I can then then I really really enjoy it. And how tricky is it writing for children? Are you are you being helped along the way? No, I think the the key for writing for children is don't write for children. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh, key for writing for children is just write what you would like as an eight year old or what you would like as a nine year old because eight year olds and nine year olds have got adult sense of humour. They just you just can't use swear words. So as long as that, that's that sort of, I think that's it. And I, I would never wanted to get, I never wanted to get talked down to or talk or talk to like I was a kid when I was a kid. So I sort yeah. of. You sort of, I guess the, the knack is to try and keep that innocence, uh, but yet be quite sort of sort of counterintuitive, which we all are, we all are, aren't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I heard recently that when you reach your sort of middle age, you, you start to shed the pretense, and you go back to yourself, back to how what you were into when you were ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. You start well, caring I, about that. So, yeah. Honestly, I, I think that. You go one or two ways when you get to middle age. Your, your, your world either starts to get smaller and you go, these are the things I believe in and everyone else is wrong. Or if you're a lunatic. Or, <laughs> or, or you go, well, you know, young, young people have got an awful lot of things to teach us and old people have got an awful lot of things. And you meet somewhere in the middle and you realise that the world isn't black and white and, you know, and we shouldn't really be polarised by, you know, whether we want to leave the EU or whether we want to take our vaccines or not. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of, 
it, like the world isn't like that. The world is, is sort of nuanced and 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 grey, and and actually just a little bit of empathy should go a long way. That is a wonderful place to end it. Yeah, yeah. the world. <laughs> no, it really is. Yeah, the two. No, don't ruin it. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Dermot, for coming on. Really enjoyed this morning. Thank you, boys. That was an Thank absolute yeah. pleasure. And, uh, Brilliant. We'll, I guess we'll send you Pyramind. Well, yeah, yeah, the Pyramind we'll outline. And, yeah, just... <laughs> Just oh. mess around with it. Do what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we, we've always wanted you for Pyramind. Just it might have someone else's exactly name at the top of the you. document. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But we never really wanted Vernon Kay. No, exactly. When he turned it down, you were definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was glad he turned it down. Is what I'm saying. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Dermot. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Dermot. Have a lovely day. Yeah, have Bye. a wonderful day. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. Bye.